0: Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows Ah, uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code, do go on. that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially, please, come along. Brisbane also, though you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney Lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show.
1: Ready to pop the question?
0: Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and you may know our first guest from the project Taskmaster Australia, who is fight against landlords. It's Tom Cashman. <laughs>
2: what is going on? I've already had two gripes with the process, and I'm going to try to, <laughs> to bring this kind of enthusiasm for Games on the Chip to my expertise within this game.
0: Normally, people wait till the end of the episode to give me feedback. But yep. you got straight in on the front foot yep. before we even started recording.
2: That's right. I just want to, I suppose, by implication, establish my own scoring system. So, if <laughs> if I lose but would have won in the scoring system that I've suggested, then... I kind of get a moral victory, I suppose.
0: Feels a bit like the English cricket team. They did a bit of that during the Ashes.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like that comparison because in that case, I quite like the letter of the law. But I suppose <laughs> in this case, the letter of the law kind of seems a bit more overturnable because it's one bloke as opposed to a big organisation.
0: Okay. <laughs> Our second guest this week is host of the Do Go On and Book Cheat podcast and you can see him live in Brisbane this weekend. It's Dave Warnicke. Hello. And I just want to say I love the system.
3: Everything about it.
2: <laughs> That's um, one of the most suck up I've ever heard that. <laughs> It is. What Absolutely. A love the
3: system. Approach. I'd love it even more <laughs> if I could get a bonus point for that. Is that
0: allowed? Or- um, Tom, would you accept a bonus point at this stage in your system?
3: I
2: think that giving a bonus point to dave at this stage would make a mockery of the whole process (laughs) and it would set the worst precedent possible not only for this episode for for every subsequent episode of this podcast how dare you even suggest such a thing and that's
3: why i don't subscribe to the tom cashman system (laughs) but i go with the who knew with matt stewart system because i know i'm definitely worthy of a
0: point here it doesn't feel right but i have to side with tom here
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's
2: fallen apart Uh, It's like inflation or something. If you get about points like that, they become absolutely
0: (laughs) worthless. All of a sudden, you need a wheelbarrow just to get enough points to draw even.
3: Give me some points so they'll trickle down to everyone else. It'll work out beautifully. I never
2: understood that. You know, you hear about like back in inflationary periods in the Great Depression or something. It's like people had to to have like a wheelbarrow full of money to buy like a loaf of bread. I'm always like, well, how did they buy the wheelbarrow? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> they would need to that. How did they get to the wheelbarrow
0: to even get- <laughs> uh, So, Dave, you are and I am in Brisbane this weekend. Second and third of September. Some good chat comedy club shows. Some podcasts on
3: Saturday afternoon. It's Who Knew it with Matt Stewart. On Sunday, it's my show. Book cheat. And we're doing some stand-up on Saturday and Sunday
0: night. What a great weekend. So much fun. Tom, you doing anything this weekend? You should come to Brisbane.
2: I'm in Newcastle. Um, On on this weekend Um, So yeah Please come along To my shows In Newcastle
0: Alright well let me Explain how the show works In in terms of at least My system Tom will explain his own (laughs) As we go But the way the show works Is I ask a relatively Obscure trivia question And our contestants Have to write a convincing Fake answer I then read their answers As well as the real one And they have to guess Which one is correct The first question Comes from listener Kayla Hodquitz From Maine In the USA And the question is What does the Victorian Era term Humble um, um, come stumble, man. <laughs> <laughs> What does the Victorian era term umble come stumble mean? While they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as the house and I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question and I get a point for each one of those that I guess choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round. It seems fair, but the probability actually favours me. The house and the house always wins. So if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that is nearly never the case. Anyway, our question's come from our great Patreon supporters and if you want to submit a question sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod which is linked in the show notes this is so
2: fun <laughs> I've, realized I want to hear. Sh- I've realized I'm shit at it though I came in with
0: confidence we'll find out as it goes along I guess
2: I mean what, what's it- I can't think of a better way to determine who's better than the competition that's ahead of us yes
0: <laughs> And do you want to quickly explain to the listeners the Cashman system?
2: So, as it's been explained to me, if a contestant such as myself correctly guesses the correct definition, they're awarded one point. And if another contestant guesses your definition, your fake definition, as if it was the correct one, you're also awarded one point. In my view, the second thing that I just described is much more impressive than the first thing I described having tricking another contestant into guessing yours basically should should lead to you getting more than one point, at least two, perhaps even three, I would
0: argue. But three, is that, well, what do you, you tell me because I'll keep your score, I'll keep both oh, that'd be great. scores.
2: And then, so in, in order to decide that, could you please tell me how many answers in total we guess from in each round? There'd be five. So the five. correct one
0: and four fake ones.
2: Wow. So to, to make yours better than four other ones, including the correct one itself, <laughs> that's three points for me. <laughs>
0: Three points, all right. Yeah. Wow, and only one point for ge- guessing the correct one. Correct. Okay, so that's where our systems align.
2: Oh, with the one, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's all—it's all relative. It's—it's it's just a matter of how much those two things differ. It could be two and six. Wouldn't matter. Well,
0: and in round seven, we do triple points. So there we go.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Am I the, so most the annoying end- guest you've had? <laughs> no, I, I'm loving how involved you're being. Okay. Thank you. The, the worst guests are the ones who are, you know, checking their watch. Stuff mm. like that. I've never had one, but I assume.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: so I am the worst guest you've ever had.
2: <laughs> the ones that are worse than me are theoretical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, the answer in for question number one. What does the Victorian era term umble come stumble mean? A bushy mound at the foot of a tree which serves as fertile ground for fungi, particularly the poisonous variety. An epic bar crawl that starts out fancy but ends in a drunken mess. To understand comprehensively, a man who finishes too quickly, or to <laughs> fall down, but avoid landing in anything unsavory.
3: Oh. Can, we, can we hear the word? It's umble comes stumber. Is that it?
0: Umble comes stumble. Stumble. And, it, and this is a
2: real term that people in the Victorian era said, because it actually sounds quite rude. Yeah. <laughs> umble umble I thought people stumble. were quite fancy back then, but I'm finding out now that they're actually quite rude.
0: Apparently, it was a lower class term. Yeah, you can tell. Mm. <laughs> So anything sticking out to you early there, Tom?
2: I'm going to be annoying and ask for a, a repeat of all of it, if that's all right.
0: I'd love one too, so it's fantastic. No worries. A bushy mound at the foot of a tree which serves as fertile ground for fungi, particularly the poisonous mm. variety. An epic bar crawl that starts out fancy but ends in a drunken mess. To understand comprehensively a man who finishes too quickly or to fall down but avoid landing in anything unsavory.
2: Can I hear that last one again?
0: To fall down, but avoid landing in anything unsavoury.
2: Wow! And then hang on, do we we have to lock in separately, or does someone? How does that work? Yeah,
0: you lock in. You lock in separately. You. And we're sending oh, well, out
2: things to you. No, no,
0: you you just tell me. I'll. But then hang on. Tell No, but then
2: Dave's going to copy me. Maybe.
3: Oh well, he could. I could, but yeah. usually what what Matt goes to one contestant one round first, and then the next round I'll answer first. So Love it goes it. back and forth. Okay,
2: so I'm first in this round.
0: Yeah. If you want, I mean, Dave. How about you go first? Tom's looking. Okay. No, I'll be okay. going first. Know, that, no, no, Tom doesn't. No, what the hell? I
1: was about to go. What are
0: you talking about?
1: <laughs> You're making it like
0: I'm incapable of going. No, 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 no. Tom. <laughs> Tom doesn't feel ready to go first, so. <laughs> I was just clarifying the rules. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what about in the Cashman system? Is there any? Is there a, a different way that we answer?
2: I think, no, I like the rotating ones because I like that, you know, people, because it's a benefit to go second, obviously, get a bit more information. But then I also like the idea of going first. What I was just thinking about is like you could choose your own, mm. you know, as a bit of like a misdirect and then see if the other person copies you. Cause, because
0: cause in my you, um, system, that would then get you three
2: points. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Well, and you can't lock in your own, but you can fake it. You have to change light if you do. Oh, you that.
2: can't. Like, you're not allowed to guess your own? Why not?
0: Not allowed to lock in your own. Well,. Come I on. don't know it. This
2: this <laughs> this is Tom,
0: this is episode fifty-one. This is just how it's happened. I don't. I can't remember how every little bit of it came to be. But at some point, oh. and I, I don't have confidence to make rules myself. The guests would have said, "No, I think you should. You shouldn't be allowed to choose your own." I would have said, "Yeah, no, I think they're right." Whoever said that?
2: Yeah. Well, and, sometimes but now like, it's the rules. Yeah. Look, I and I disagree, but I I suppose. That's that's one where it'll affect the behavior, so there's no point kind of keeping a tally on, on my version of it. I'm going to go. Am I going first?
0: Yeah, if you if you want to.
3: I'm going to go with that last one.
0: Last one. To fall down but avoid landing in anything unsavory for Tom. What about you, Dave?
3: Uh, I... I feel like maybe like it's
0: counterintuitive, and it's the, uh, the the shortest one about what was that one about? Like a smart. to understand comprehensively. Umble come stumble. Do you un- umble come stumble? What I'm saying? <laughs>
2: yeah, I want it to be that one. All right, lock that in for Dave. Well, is that fair? You just used it in a sentence as if
0: it was that word. <laughs> okay, what about this? Before the lock-in happened. Oh no, Tom! You've humble come stump. Oh, you've humble come stumbled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, you-, you did mine in a more humorous way, which implies that it's not correct.
0: <laughs> well, no, because <I>, you've <laughs> fallen down, which I was worried about. Yeah. But then I realized you didn't land in My anything unsavoury. My one savoring.
2: sucks. The one I've locked in is so obvious because they all kind of allude to, like, they all sounded a bit fake. But, like, so I thought I'd go with, the, like, the most obvious one with the word stump, like, which actually stumble was relevant to. And now I want to take it back. for like video. Well, too. you can't.
0: Okay, yeah, it's, it's not too late.
2: It's a, you'll allow that, sorry This is too much bickering about the rules But you're allowed to take back after hearing the other person's answer
0: Yeah, uh You should not allow
2: that, Matt Come don't on, stumble
0: yourself You don't humble come stumble over there, Matt Jesus Wait, are you telling me you you, sh- you should be locked in? Absolutely Okay, All well right, then but... you're locked yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: in <laughs> Here's who wrote the answers An epic bar crawl that starts out fancy but ends in a drunken mess. That was Kayla, a.k.a. The House. A man who finishes too quickly. Also Kayla, a.k.a. The House. A bushy mound at the foot of a tree, serving as fertile ground for fungi. Or fungi, as we learnt last week, some people say. Uh, That was Tom Cashman. To fall down but avoid landing in anything unsavory. That was Dave Warning. No, no,
1: no, 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 no
0: i got to say, I love the Tom Cashman system. Three points. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, meaning that to understand comprehensively, which Dave went for, is the correct answer. Oh, no. So, maximum two points <laughs> in Jesus the twice. traditional system and four points in the Cashman system for oh, Dave Warnick. I
3: love this system, Tom. You've got it right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The weird thing about my system is there's a, um, a take-sees-backs-sees these these clause <laughs> inherent in the system, which can be exercised by the owner of the system at any time, and I'd like to you exercise also, that.
3: You also tried to, uh, t- you were considering taking back your answer but then said that you weren't allowed to. So <laughs> yeah, I not- was like, I love this. I- everything you're saying it's great for me. Look,
2: well, oh. there's one thing I'm committed to more than losing. It's fairness.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's great to hear because you are now losing. What but a terrible fairly. start for me. So we're up to question number two now. This one comes from Lars van Koverden from Utrecht in the Netherlands. And Lars's question is, according to legend, what were the famous last words of the Dutch naval lieutenant Jan van Spiked after his ship drifted into the enemy shoreline during the Belgian War of Independence? He said it in Dutch or whatever, but... The the answers will take her and in, translate it into English. So, according to legend, what were the famous last words of the Dutch naval lieutenant Jan van Spijk after his ship drifted onto the enemy shoreline during the Belgian War of Independence? While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on Humble Stumble. Uh, it was the word of the day on Lexi who helpfully wrote that it comes from the word undercum stumble, uh, which means to understand. So, that's pretty helpful.
2: That's what I thought was like the fake thing that someone thought, like when they're in a rush and they think, "Oh yeah, it starts." It kind of sounds like understand or just fake it.
0: Yeah. Damn it! Oh, you got to trust those instincts.
2: Well, but this is the thing: it's so difficult to know. Like that's actually how words happen. So the same, like, because someone did come up with them when they sound like someone made them up. It's like yeah. That is how yeah. the yeah, right. was originally. Yeah, that's yeah, did really make that. it up. It was just a while ago instead of today.
0: The website also lists an example taken from Great Heart, a book by Walter Thornbury from 1866. Uh, and the quote is, Well, he stole on behind a rock like a Coast Guard man watching a boat and got very near the noise. He couldn't humble come stumble the words. They were Greek and Hebrew to him. I think that clears things up there. All right, the answers are in for question number two. According to legend, what were the famous last words of the Dutch Naval Lieutenant Jan van Spike after his ship drifted onto the enemy shoreline during the Belgian War of Independence? Do I smell burning waffles? <laughs> I can't swim, but I'll give it a good go. To become an infamous Belgian? I'd rather blow up. This may be the last of me, but it will certainly mean the last of my enemy or I think this is all going to work out just fine. So, Dave, wow. you're up first here. Can you get in the mind of a Dutch lieutenant?
2: Oh, absolutely. Can we have him one more time, please?
0: Sure. Do I smell burning waffles? I can't swim, but I'll give it a good go. To become an infamous Belgian, I'd rather blow up. This may be the last of me, but it will certainly mean the last of my enemy. Or oh, I think this is all going to work out just fine. Wow.
3: What, what does it mean to be
0: an infamous Belgian? Right, because he's- Do stuck. you know anything about the Belgian War of Independence? Is it- Was it Netherlands versus Belgium? I oh, actually- I don't know. They're very close together.
2: I mean, you wouldn't have a famous quote if you were drifting into your, uh, like, friendly territory.
0: <laughs> That's true.
2: I mean, maybe you would and it would be the last one. It's like, I think everything's going to be just fine because why wouldn't it be? I love these guys. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
0: he just didn't talk for the last three or four decades <laughs> yeah, of his yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> he was an introvert.
3: <laughs> the second last one's the most badass. Yes. <clears throat> Which was, remind me of-
0: This <laughs> may be the last of me, but it will certainly mean the last of my enemy. Hmm. Do either the- of you speak Dutch?
2: Uh, yeah, but I choose not to prove it.
0: Okay.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> but then, and maybe the the, the burning waffles, I mean, that, that would be something that people would write down, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do I smell burning waffles? Because that, ha- before, he might have been having a stroke, right? Is that one of the symptoms?
3: Right. This is before toast, so they said it was waffles.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, they had to put it in terms that yeah, a, that a they Dutch understood. person would understand. Or is it uh, waffles Dutch or Belgian? I think
3: that maybe, isn't that what you're saying? Belgian. Right. Yeah. Belgian, Belgian waffles. Like, do I smell burnt waffles? Or like Dutch as
0: pancakes, pan- Belgian waffles.
3: And he's like grabbing a flamethrower. Do I smell Belgian waffles?
0: Maybe this is what the war was all about. It was a, it was waffles v pancakes for some sort of dessert. So,
2: is it is it normal team. for the contestant to be able to talk through the different options with the administrator?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to talk them through? <laughs> I like to. Uh, I like to talk to the board. Um, I'm going to yes. say, and, uh, Tom. You've got to remember as well. I'm also playing, so you know. I'm. Uh, you, do you think I'm helping Dave or hindering him? Who no, knows? I don't want to trust this guy. True, Dave. What do you think? I'm going to go with burnt waffles. Burnt waffles. All right, locking that in for Dave. And what are you thinking, Tom? So th- this is the
2: thing I didn't understand. A waffles a Belgian delicacy.
0: Yeah, that's what I think we think. Yeah, Belgian waffles. You hear that? And what year was this? This was during the Belgian War of Independence. I know no more than that. Could have been recently.
2: God. In my (laughs) mind, waffles are like recent American things. You know what I mean? Right. Those squares were invented after like sandwich press-esque
0: machinery was introduced. Uh, I've just quickly checked. The history and origin of waffles can be traced back to ancient Greece. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Oh my god. So you've you've underestimated slightly there. Jesus. What about the what about the Jaffel? How old's the Jaffel? <laughs> yeah. Next we'll be hearing
2: that the cocoa pops are from ancient Egypt.
0: <laughs> um, Jaffels are an Aussie invention going back yes. to nineteen forty-nine. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> slightly less history with
3: the Jaffel then, okay.
2: God, they were so close with the waffle. <laughs> from the jaffel. <laughs> it took really? to work out. <laughs> Come on, Greece. You meant to be smart. Um I am going. Uh, I think it's waffles, but I need it to catch up here. So I'm going to go, what was the swimming one?
0: I can't swim, but I'll give it a good go. Then yeah, uh, to become an infamous Belgian, I'd rather blow up. This may be the last of me, but it'll certainly mean the last of my enemy, or I think it's all going to work out just fine.
2: An infamous Belgian, I agree, that doesn't make sense because you don't become Belgian just because you're- <laughs> You go no. near there and yeah. you fight them. This is the thing, it's like, e- either that's a bad suggestion from one of your listeners who's not very good at this game,
0: or- Well, or and Dave. you got to remember that the guy who wrote this question is Dutch.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. What does that mean? God. So,
0: maybe it makes more- Maybe maybe it makes more sense. Oh, it's a lost in translation yeah, type thing. Be. Yeah,
2: and it would be a good quote if it- Like, if it is a bit- nonsensical but kind of anti-Belgium, like, people in, in the Netherlands would like it. I'm going to go with that one. I'm so bad at this game.
0: <laughs> well, locking that in for Tom. Here's who wrote the answers. I think this is all going to work out just fine. That was The House. This may be The Last of Me, but it'll certainly mean The Last of My Enemy, which, Dave, you thought was badass. That was Tom Cashman. Oh, Tom,
3: that you got to write an action movie. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you went for the waffles though. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of Tom Cashman, I think badass. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I can't swim, but I'll give it a good go. That was Dave Warnicky. I that almost a, you, that were, one. Very I you almost were very close. Very close. Oh. Man, I was sweating when you were talking about that one. <laughs> no, honestly, I was like, don't pick a Tom. <laughs> don't pick. It. I don't want
2: to dominate you too much.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do I smell burning waffles? That was Lars, okay, the house. That's good stuff, Lars. That's good stuff. Meaning the correct answer is to become an infamous Belgian. <laughs> I'd rather blow up.
1: Yes.
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> so Tom's on the board. Yeah. And so's the bad. house. I hope you have an explanation as to what the hell this means. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's like they've cleaned it up. The direct translation makes even less sense. Let's try to make it make more sense. Uh, But quickly, I'm just putting in uh, points for- Hang
2: on. Can I ask another points question? So, the house is playing. I didn't understand this until now. And the the house has how many- has three entries? Two. Two
0: Two. entries from the house. Interesting. One real one, and then you each have-
2: And so, in your system-
0: Mm. Well, (laughs) now, in your system, I can do really well because- no, no. no,
2: But hear me out. In your system- the house gets the same amount of points for correctly tricking a contestant than another contestant, even though the house gets two opportunities to do so, and the other contestant gets one.
0: Yes, but what, what you're forgetting system. here, what you're forgetting is that the house doesn't have a chance to guess the correct answer. Oh, so each of us can retort. score up to two points per yeah, round. It's
3: two points per round, or two opportunities, right? Yeah.
2: Although That's great. Um, that makes more um, sense. I take that. I take that
0: back. Um, um, I love that aspect <laughs> of the system. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, after two rounds, if you want a score update, it's Tom and the house on one point each, but out in front, it's Dave. But in the Tom Cashman system, Tom's on one point, the house is on three points, but out in front, it's Dave on four points.
2: No, no, so, okay, can I adjust my- So, my system needs to be adjusted to, ch- uh, to reflect what you just said. Okay. the number Like, the house doesn't get three points because they've got two opportunities.
0: Okay, sure. So, what is the house? The house doesn't get three, the house gets one and a half?
2: That's not very elegant, is it? I don't like half points being introduced.
0: Well, maybe the house still gets one either way. I think maybe the house gets one either way. Yeah, great. In that case, in the Tom Cashman system, it's Tom and the house on one, Dave on four. In the traditional system, it's Tom and the house on one, Dave on two. Yeah. (laughs) Love it.
3: Okay.
2: Beautiful.
0: So, it hasn't changed the result, but it has changed the margin.
2: So, totally. And I suppose I'm a bit in two minds about, so can we come up- can we have two Tom systems? So one where it's one <laughs> point. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm
1: kidding. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I, I'm open to
2: it. It's the first guy. I'm going to need
0: a new spreadsheet. To, to
2: ruin a, but like, to, to make people quit doing a podcast. This is going to be the last episode. <laughs>
0: All right, we're up to question three. This one comes from Michael Brown from Youngstown in God's Country, Ohio. The question from Michael is, what is former UFC flyweight Ian McCall's nickname? <laughs> what is former UFC flyweight Ian McCall's nickname? While you're writing your answers, I'll let the audience know a bit more about Jan Van Spikes. According to Lars, after he said this, he blew up his own ship. The literal translation of his words is slightly different. Which is, and become a Brabantian, then rather into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like gibberish. Brabant is a province in Belgium and into the sky translates to blow up, apparently. Um, according to historyec.net, Van Spike is said to have shot into a powder keg with a rifle after saying this. So he said, I'd rather blow up than be an infamous Belgian. Then he blows the ship up. In paintings, this is usually depicted differently and the commander ignites the gunpowder using a fuse or his cigar. Almost all those on board, including Van Spike himself and several Belgians who had stormed the boat, were killed. It's unclear whether the commander actually spoke these words. Because I mean, most of the people who would have heard it would be dead. So yeah, or it'd be very loud, ringing in their ears. After yeah, the explosion. at the very least. After his self-chosen death, he was declared immortal. However, his death and that of his crew members had no military significance apart from great propaganda value. So there's a heap of paintings and poems and stuff dedicated to him in this moment.
3: And I love that he's like, I don't want to become a Belgian, so I'll blow myself up. But what about everyone else?
0: Yeah, on the boat. <laughs> Yeah, can we quickly chat about this? Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a vote. But I, yeah, I also don't really understand if he didn't, like, it. he was being taken over by the Belgians, but would that make him an infamous Belgian? No. <laughs> what?
2: It, you know, it would only make him a Belgian if, you know, when, like, I suppose this happened more with religions, but they capture you and then they make you convert before ki- killing you. Like, if he converted to being Belgian, which would be the ultimate act of cowardice as a Dutchman in that era, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yes. So, hear yeah, that. Sir, whatever.
0: Ghost of Van Spike?
2: Yeah, you're a
0: wuss. (laughs) Here are the answers for question number three, which is what is former UFC flyweight Ian McCall's nickname? The Scottish Telephone, Caribbean Ian, (laughs) Little Grimace, The Bedside Table, or Uncle Creepy?
3: What's his name again? Ian.
0: Ian McCall.
3: Ian McCall.
0: Can I have them one more time, please? Sure can. The Scottish Telephone. Caribbean Ian. Little Grimace. The Bedside Table. Or Uncle Creepy. They all paint a vivid picture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Creepy is awesome. I'm going to go yeah, The Ian, Bedside what- Table because it's Bed- the only one that's not based on his name.
0: Yeah. Is Little Grimace based on his name? Little Grimace. Uncle Creepy. Wait. Which ones are based on his name? <laughs>
2: oh, true. <laughs> the- well, Caribbean I, mean, Ian. I won't reveal- the like Scottish telephone. saying too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm helping because I do um, see some links to the I, man. Yeah.
0: But you go on the bedside table? Yeah. What do you think that means in terms of a, a professional fighter? Reliable.
2: Always yep. there when you need <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um,
1: <laughs>
2: quite associated with um, s- sleep, like p- putting you to sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. being choked out, you know, watching you as you sleep, which is what a successful- yeah, but main does.
0: And what a bedside table does. You think of them as watching you? Yep. No, I do. <laughs> watching over you?
2: Every time someone comes around to my place, they're like, why well, have you put eyes on all your tables? I say, get out of my house right now. <laughs> Me and all my mates want you out. <laughs> and by mates, I mean
0: tables. All right. So we've locked in the bedside table for Tom. What are you thinking, Dave?
3: All right. I can talk through the board now because...
0: I was locked in his answer.
3: I'm th- I was struck by the ones that made me think of the name, which is Caribbean Ian is <laughs> great. But it's American sport. They're probably going to say Caribbean Ian. And that oh, doesn't sound yes. As good.
0: Yes. Good point. Caribbean Ian. Caribbean wow. Ian. That yeah, is, that's a mouthful. That's uh,
2: impeccable logic. <laughs> that is good logic. <laughs> Dave.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the Scottish telephone, Mick Call, that is good stuff. That's good stuff. So, that that's what I'm tempted by. The other ones are Bedside Table, Little, little grimace, grimace, and
0: Uncle Creepy. Uncle Creepy. What does Little Grimace make you think?
3: Like a small purple
0: man. Yeah. Not a small <laughs> expression on yeah, his face.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> well,
3: look, look at the Little Grimace he's got there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> those, you know, when the, they
2: get the fighters together to, like, um, yell at each other and be all mean- and, like, intimidating if all he can muster is a little grimace. <laughs> this guy's not going places in the MMA.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did say former UFC flyweight. So, yeah. maybe that's why I never made it. Yeah, he was um,
2: exercised for not grimacing hard enough.
3: <laughs> but flyweight, uh, that's that's quite small. Like a little grimace, Mm. Maybe. But uh, I think I'm going to go with Scottish Telephone, Mick Call.
0: Mick Call, okay.
3: Even though Uncle Creepy definitely needs an honourable <laughs> mention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Caribbean Ian, that was Michael, okay, the house. Michael is American as well. He probably wrote it as Caribbean Ian.
3: But maybe that- do they say Ian? Like, how do they say Ian? Oh,
0: Caribbean <laughs> Ian. Yeah. Or do they say iron? Hey, Ian?
3: Hey Ian.
2: No. Iron. No. Hey, I- hey Ian. Hey Ian. Ian. <laughs> Ian.
0: Ian. Ian Caribbean Ian Cari- <laughs> Caribbean Ian <laughs> Michael, what have you done to us? There was there was an actor in the nineties, American actor whose name was what well, we would say Ian Zeering, but they would say Ian Zeering. Oh. And I don't know oh. if I'm extrapolating just from him. If he was just one guy, is like, I actually pronounce it different. Or if that's yeah. all American. Because it doesn't seem like a very American name, Ian. But
3: his first name was I-A-N.
0: Yeah, I think so. I he swear. Beverly Hills, 90210. <laughs> I swear I've heard,
2: like, Americans have, like, American Ians be out there. And if they were all Iron, I feel like that's something I would have counted already. That. Yeah. S- surely. But you've got one example.
0: I've extrapolated For sure Well but that's more Than I've ever heard So Iron (laughs) You wanted him to be called Ian's earring Ian's earring (laughs) Iron's earring Yeah Uh, What are we doing? We're revealing some answers So yes Caribbean Ian That was Michael The house Little Grimace That was Tom I loved it Were you also picturing A small McDonald's character?
2: Yeah so my idea was Little was the flyweight And then Look Is the beginning of his Last name So I was thinking of a mcdonald's character because of like a muck that was my oh, idea gotcha. but it didn't really it didn't quite translate it.
0: <laughs> and the middle of grimace is actually mac as well if you take the G R I E off yep all you left is mac and that was wow. intentional
2: that was part yeah. of it <laughs> yeah.
0: You're on another level. Yeah, thanks,
2: mate. Mine are too good. <laughs> my tricks are fucking... Even I don't see them.
3: Yeah, I'm like, UFC, these people get punched in the head for a living. They're not coming are up they? with <laughs> stuff like that. My Come God. on. Oh, my God. Uh, the Scottish
0: telephone, which Dave went for, that was the house. Well, that's... I mean, I'm happy to give the house a point for that. I, pretty much, I borrowed that, basically, from um, uh, a nickname that Brisbane Lions player Hugh McCluggage has, which is the Scottish suitcase. <laughs> that's good, too. McCluggage. Then we've got the bedside table, which Tom went for. That was Dave. Sorry, Tom. You were really synced in. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also thinking, it's
3: reliable. It's there. It's the bedside table. <laughs> uh, were you actually? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Was you absolute like- piece of shit. <laughs> 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 you,
2: you know my brain better than I do. <laughs> Dave runs my world.
0: Yeah. And that means the correct answer is Uncle Creepy. <laughs> yeah, Uncle
2: Creepy. <laughs> Wow. That felt like a gag from a listener for sure.
0: Not a great nickname. I would not be leaning into that one. I don't Uncle
2: think. Creepy. I was thinking, like, like I was thinking from like a co- corporate perspective or something. In the MMA, this is big business. The last that <laughs> a lot of these guys are already, like, up on charges for all sorts of stuff. Like, the last thing they need is someone being called Uncle Creepy. I thought their PR department would take it aside. Like, mate, you could be called the bedside table or something. This is unacceptable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's round three. Uh, quick score update. Tom's on one The house on two Dave's still out in front on three That's in the traditional system In Tom's new system Tom's on one The house is on two But way out in front is Dave on seven I love this system Tom Honestly I see a big future in this.
2: I hate this system so much dude The system blows
0: That brings us up to question number four This one comes from Amy Clark from Winterport in Maine Beautiful neck of the woods.
3: Oh, fantastic. Most easterly part of uh, mainland
0: USA. Well, so, No bonus points for facts, though. <laughs> no, you, you, we talked about that. Dave's one, getting cocky. <laughs> Dave's, <laughs> <laughs> Dave's trying, trying to get two
2: points. <laughs> He's trying <laughs> to
3: change the game to other skills he has. <laughs> like every fact you can give, you should get 10 points.
0: <laughs> so, Amy's question is, describe Kiwakwa, the infamous cryptid found in the forests of Maine. So, it's a local of a local question so you just want to you know give it a bit of a rundown maybe a bit of physical appearance maybe some of its personality or attributes or whatever
2: sorry could i get a spelling on the first thing and then a descriptive of what a cryptid
0: is oh cryptid's like you know the a yeti or the yowie yeah you know it's like a an animal that probably doesn't exist but some people really believe they exist
2: love it okay
0: uh and it's spelled k-i-w-a-k-w-a Loch Ness monster is another famous K I W A K W A Kiwakwa.
2: So we're describing the Kiwakwa.
0: Yeah, maybe physical appearance, or maybe someone. You know, what? Why is it famous? What's the deal? And sorry, um, I'm sorry.
2: Where, where was it? In Maine.
0: In Maine, yes. Love it. In the USA. While you're writing your answers, here's a little more info about Uncle Creepy. According to Michael. In 2012, Ian McCall faced Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson in the third ever UFC event in Australia. The original fight result was a decision for Johnson, but upon review, the Australian Commission recounted the scorecards and the fight ended in a draw. If I'm reading this right, they miscounted and had to, like a literal, we need a recount. How many judges' cards are there? Like three? Anyway, Michael says that this added controversy and embarrassment to the Athletic Commission's oversight of the event. Uh, All right, while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: All right, your answers are in. Here is question number four. Describe Kiwakwa, the infamous cryptid found in the forests of Maine. A seven-foot tall cannibalistic humanoid that looks similar to Bigfoot only with all-white fur, known for their shrill, shrieking cry. With the head of a donkey and the body of a deer, this mythical creature is seen as a bit of a joke to Maine locals. The legend is thought to have originated with the sighting of an emaciated mule. The Kiwakwa is at home in the sand dunes, most often spotted during summer, immediately after sunrise or before dusk. He boasts a long flat head and body atop undersized arms and legs, which help him scurry through the sand at high speeds. A huge bulbous head the size of a beach ball with long feet where you'd expect the neck to be, also known as the head that waddles. (laughs) Or a cave-dwelling fox that walks upright, has small horns and a second set of eyes, in the back of its head. Well, am I going first this time? Yeah, back to you, Dave.
3: Uh, yes, this is this is <laughs> tricky. Can we hear like a, a
0: summary of them again? So, yeah, the uh, the white Bigfoot, known for its shrill, shrieking cry. It's also a cannibal. Head of a donkey, body of a deer, bit of a joke one. The sand monster, its flat head and body gets through the sands at high speeds. The big bulbous beach ball with long feet. <laughs> the head that wobbles. No, head that waddles, sorry. Or a cave dwelling fox that walks upright, has small horns, and a second set of eyes on the back of its head. Okay. So you got a fox. You got a beach ball man. <laughs> you got a sand man. You got a donkey guy. Or you got a, a big foot, white bigfoot. A white big foot,
3: right.
0: Ki-wa, kiwakwa. Is that the name? Kiwakwa. Kiwakwa.
3: Well, I think I'm most tempted
0: by sand man. Okay, lock it Sandman. Okay, looking in. Shanman. Thank you. All right, Tom. What are you thinking?
2: Can I hear? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the second one, which is the the, the one they think it's a joke.
0: Uh, head of a donkey, body of a deer. I'm going to go with that one. Right, looking that in for Tom. Now, here's who wrote the answers: a cave dwelling fox that walks upright with small horns, eyes on the back of the head. That was Dave Warnicky. That was me. That, that must be some relief to you, Tom.
2: That is some relief to me. <laughs> um, that was probably my second choice because it feels like something you'd see at night. You'd see like the you know you can see eyes even at night. Yeah, like two sets of eyes. You'd think you'd see that.
0: Uh, the beach ball guy, the head that waddles—that was the house. <laughs> that I'm was, say, ru- that one was that one really,
2: really stupid.
3: But <laughs> 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 the alliteration was something big. Beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound ball.
0: like
2: a very scary like. <laughs> <laughs> Although it sounds, sounds a, one a little
0: grimace.
3: Yeah, yeah. Head, that, head that waddles. <laughs>
0: Then we had Dave went for the Sandman. Mm-hmm. That was written by Tom. Oh, great work, Tom. And I'm glad because I was thinking that uh, you might have gone off that because this It's not in a forest. It's found in yeah. the forest of May. So when
2: you read the thing, forest, <laughs> I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my, no, my thought was, well, man, I guess they're on the coast. Yeah, so yeah This makes true. sense. That is true. Sand dunes. But you're right. It is
0: forest dwelling. Oh, yeah. The forest beach.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's overlap. Some degree. <laughs> I mean, now I'm defending it as if it's real. <laughs> when I made it up two minutes
0: ago. Uh, the donkey deer, that was also the house. <laughs> Meaning, the correct answer is the huge cannibalistic humanoid. Mm. Bigfoot uh, with white fur, known for its shrill shrieking cry. Yeah, oh.
2: God. That one was just so Yeti.
0: Down the line. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yes, it's like Forest Yeti.
2: But sometimes the most correct things are the things that seem correct. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. That was <laughs> beautiful.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Do you know Napoleon actually said that when he um, surrendered to the Belgians?
0: <laughs> so a point there to Tom, a point to the house, or in the new Tom system. Yeah, not too bad. That is three points to Tom and one point to the house. Uh, so a quick score update. After four rounds, we're past the halfway mark. We've got Tom on two points and Dave and the house out in front on three points. But in the Tom system, the house is languishing in last place on three points. Tom's moved into second place on four points, but still out in front on seven points with Dave Warnicky.
2: To be fair, might- to the house, I feel like they are kind of disadvantaged in my system and I apologize.
0: <laughs> it feels like we might unify our belts here tonight if Dave wins both of the systems. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be the undisputed champion That's of the it. world. <laughs> All right, we're up to question number five. This one comes from Harry P. Littlehampton. And Harry P no hang on. He's Harry P. from Littlehampton, I reckon. Anyway. <laughs> Either way. Harry P, thanks for the question, which is, what is the name of the German deathcore band that released their comeback album titled Das Album in 2021? What is the name of the German deathcore band that released their comeback album titled Das Album or Das Album in 2021? You've just got to come up with the name of a German deathcore band. And uh, while well, you're writing your answers, here's some more info about the Kiwakwa. This is an article on New England folklore. According to Frank Speck's 1935 article, Penobscot got tales and religious beliefs in the Journal of American Folklore, the word Kiwakwa means going about in the woods. If you don't want to see one of those monsters stay out of the woods during the winter, also known as the Chenu or the Giwakwa, the Kiwakwa is a human being who has been transformed through dark magic into a cannibalistic giant. Much like the Incredible Hulk, they get larger as they get angrier and often tower above the tallest tree. Unlike the Hulk, they are emaciated, have enormous fangs and often have eaten their own lips in hunger. They are all Always hungry, and their scream will kill any human who hears it. Sometimes a dead shaman of great power may return from his grave as a chenu. Chenus usually appear in the winter. Chenu, another word for kawakwa.
3: The question is, of course, if anyone who hears it dies, how do we know it's a shrill scream?
0: Oh, great question. It could just
3: be like, ho, 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 or la, la, la. (laughs) If it's going to kill you, no one's going to repeat it.
2: (laughs) Or it's fake. (laughs)
0: Oh, okay. I hadn't considered this. All right. Here's question number five. What is the name of the German deathcore band that released their comeback album entitled Das Album in 2021? Der Schlange? We butter the bread with butter? Utzi Wrath Hammer? Huge unmitigated disaster or fungible shower token? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? How do you (laughs) how do
2: you spell Der Schlange?
0: Uh, S-C-H-L-A-N-G-E. I shouldn't say. I've never I've never heard the name said out loud. I've only read it. Schlange. Schlange.
3: And what's the full name of the slange?
0: Der Schlange. Der Schlange. We butter the bread with butter. Utsi Rathhammer. Huge unmitigated disaster. Or fungible shower token. Uh, Dave, I think we're back to you. Nothing no, to we're me. back to Tom. Back to Tom. What's the
2: unmitigated disaster one?
0: Huge unmitigated disaster. i oh on that one. Hud for short, I suppose. Hud. <laughs> Tom goes for Hud. What do you think, Dave?
3: Okay. Dush lunge or, or we butter the
0: bread with butter. Mhm. Utsi hammer. huge unmitigated disaster, fungible shower token.
3: I mean, it's a comeback album. We've only been talking about fungible stuff for a short amount of time.
0: Uh, and haven't we been talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Tom. what it means?
2: It actually means, um, I imagine if I, people, I
0: don't think there's a concept people love explaining more than that one. And I've actually got one for sale today. (laughs) It's a picture of a monkey or whatever.
3: I mean, it's sticking out to me because
0: it's either a joke answer or it's the real answer is is we butter the bread with butter. It's so good. You are German. Do you, would you know how to say that in German? Oh, so it's a translation, is it? No, no, not necessarily. Der Schlange. What do you think that's? (laughs) Yeah, der Schlange. That's the uh, English translation of a German phrase. (laughs) So you're going to go with the butter?
3: Yeah, I think we're both going for the more out there English answers, but I'm going to go with we we butter the bread with butter.
0: Okay. Well, here's who wrote the answers. Fungible shower token. That was the house. Der Schlange. That was Tom.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And you asked to spell
0: it. That was (laughs) very
2: good. It was the- um, It means snake.
0: Oh. It's Schlange. The Schlanger.
2: It's oh, pronounced right, Schlanger. Right. But that's oh, fine. Yeah. No, that's not stuffing it because you, like, if it was real, you might have made that mistake as that's well. Right, and also, yes.
3: De Schlange does sound like a badass metal
0: name. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, not Schlange. too bad yeah, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that a bit more, to be honest. The <laughs> <laughs> <De> Schlanger. Utsi <laughs> Rathhammer. That was Dave Warnicky. That was me. Yeah, we both
2: went German sounding.
0: We did, yeah. We both went maybe mm. too German. Huge unmitigated disaster, which Tom went for. That was also the house. Damn it. Meaning the correct answer is we butter the bread with butter. (laughs) It
3: had to be one of those two.
0: Yeah, I think so. So, it's the house and Dave taking points again. And each time I'm going to remember how Tom's scoring system works.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No difference (laughs) here, I don't
0: think. Oh, yeah. So, it's one point each year because Dave got it correct and the house is disadvantaged. Yeah. but which I'm fine with, whatever.
2: <laughs> For the listener, there's a Matt's face has quite a like a frustrated, if not a bit defensive, look <laughs> on it at the moment, and he shrugged yeah. in a kind of like sarcastic way.
0: Yeah, whatever.
2: So it's like this is usually the kind of body language that's associated with people that actually do care about it.
0: <laughs> so the scores after five rounds, Tom's on two, but out in front, it's Dave in the house on four points apiece, although. In Tom's system, Tom and the house are on four points, but out in front, it's Dave on seven points.
2: No, Dave would get eight in my system. He was on seven before, wasn't he? Oh,
0: God.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Appreciate your honesty. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you respect the system. Thank because
0: you. Because I've needed more rows for this scoring system, my- um, Come on, man. <laughs> my formula has fallen short.
3: There's always an excuse for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're really about the formulas of
0: adding
2: one or three to a number. <laughs>
0: Every 10 minutes. God, (laughs) how
2: does he do it? Better fire up a macro for that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're up to question number six. Comes from Claire from West Sacramento. Claire's question is, what happened in the US on Feb 10, 1998? What happened in the United States on February the 10th, 1998? While you're writing those answers. Let me tell you more about we butter the bread with butter. Yeah, please. According to Harry, we butter the bread with butter, which is usually shortened to WBTBWB, and known for injecting humor and groove into what can be a brutal genre. Check out their ode to e-scooters, which is 20 kilometers per hour for proof. Thank you so much for that hot tip, Harry. Uh, I've looked up their discography. Here's a list of the singles they've released, starting in 2012, uh, going forward chronologically. USA, Pyro Man and Astronaut, Alice was will Weltmeister, Ich Mac was mit Median. Bang bang bang. Berlin Berlin. Anarchy clicks likes fame. Gale. Man's not hot. Brackets. Big Shack cover.
3: Oh, they did Man's Not Hot. Fantastic.
0: Dre Alf. Twenty kilometers per hour. And nice. With an exclamation <laughs> mark instead of an I. I hadn't read those before. Any of them. I kind of did assume they were going to be more interesting. <laughs> Well, some great ones there. Some great ones that's there. some great ones there. All right, the answers are in. So, here's question number six. What happened in the United States on February the 10th, 1998? The Chicago Bulls brought a live bull to a match's halftime show. It was startled by a fan's air horn and running off its mat caused damage to the court. The Bulls were fined $128,000. Malcolm Jempson took a patent out on his own invention of inflatable shoes. Lazy. Laser- <laughs> Lays released a new fat free variety of chips that had an unintended laxative effect. Monica Sellers was attacked with a knife by a crazed fan during the women's grand final of the US Open. Or Fred Durst changed the name of his high school band Combo Wombo to Limp Biscuit <laughs> and a legend was born.
3: Combo Wombo, the original Limp Biscuit name. Mm.
0: Who's first? Is it Dave? Back to Dave. He's mine. So you got the Chicago Bulls with the real bull. You got inflatable shoes. You got laxative chips. Monica Sellers being attacked or Fred Durst changing Combo Wombo to Limp biscuit.
3: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Some real 90s stuff going on there. Hmm. Chicago Bulls, Monica Sellers. What was the other one that made me think of the 90s? Limp biscuit, Yeah. Hmm. But Lay's chips causing-
0: An unatt- unintended laxative oh. effect.
3: Oh, oh, I'm a big fan of Lay's chips. So can they're <laughs> one of the, the best original chips. They know how to salt them up. But did they make people shit themselves in the 90s? Hmm. Are Lay's and Thins the same? No, I think there's a difference. Okay. I think Lay- Lay's are saltier. I'm a oh, thin guy. <laughs> Born into it. <laughs> but Why I don't care.
2: <laughs> thins family At, or Lay's family.
3: Out of interest possibly for the quiz, what is your basketball team?
2: Um, no comment.
3: Oh, is he a Chicago Bulls fan? Jumping oh, on it in the it 90s. He jack
0: jumpers. <laughs> so, we're, we're with you, Dave. Okay, the inflatable <laughs> shoes. Is it inflatable shoes? Inflatable shoes. Malcolm Jemson.
3: Am I crazy in thinking that 98 is late for inflatable <laughs> shoes?
1: It's <laughs> <Is> that crazy?
3: <laughs> like, sure. I mean, I don't think it's a good idea, but surely someone jumped on that. Some earlier. Malcolm Jensen,
0: 1998. Have you heard of Malcolm Jempson's inflatable shoes? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. This is I difficult. mean you have heard of the Chicago Bulls. Yes. You haven't heard of Malcolm Jumpson's shoes? No. You've heard of Lay's Chips? Oh yeah, I love them. You've heard of Monica Sellers? I remember it. Have you heard of Fred Durst? Yes. And I but have I you haven't, heard of Combo I Wombo? Haven't heard of Combo Wombo. Okay. And that's my problem. And
3: it's mm. ninety eight, and I'm like, is that a bit late for Limp Biscuit? Right. It's like they're quite big the next year, but maybe they instantly took off. Mm. Maybe the I mean, we'll name holding them back. Drop it. I mean like, even if it's fake I think it would have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid name. <laughs> yeah the name wasn't the thing holding them back, was it? <laughs> with limp biscuit taking him to the top. Oh man, this is so tricky. And it's and obviously I know Marcus House was stabbed on a court, but was that ninety eight? It feels like maybe that was earlier than that. Um poor,
0: maybe I'm gonna go with inflatable shoes. Maybe I'm gonna do it. Okay. I'm gonna do it. Locking in inflatable shoes for Dave. Yep. Malcolm Jempson.
2: It's weird. Malcolm Malcolm Jepson has inflatable shoes, whereas Michael Jackson has shoes that go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Am I
0: right? That is weird, isn't
2: it? <laughs> 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 what are you thinking, Tom? I'm thinking the... I mean, I can reveal... Well, I mean, I'm, yeah. The Chicago Bulls one seems like someone's trying to be 90s to me. Because 98 I think 90s, the Bulls. think Bulls. Exactly yep. Late 90s Yeah And, oh, and the early 90s They were They won six championships A dominant that were the nin- franchise that the 90s. Yeah. That's it Um then what we've got Late Yeah I agree with Dave's Kind of focus on the two That he focused on What was the last one Sorry Uh Fred Durst Combo That's right Wombay. Yeah one bay. That's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> But like mm, I know but it's so ridiculous that I, I considered it Yeah exactly Umbo-wumbo. Umbo. Yeah, when we, I was 12, I remember being at a party with other year six kids, maybe year five, to be honest, and we played Roland. And we were all like moshing in the living room of this friend's house. And we were thought we were some rockers. Like, I remember thinking, fuck, this is cool. I can't believe this guy's parents are letting us do this. Like, <laughs> we're tearing shit up. Like, this is, this is crazy. And I think. Uh, what
3: year, what, yeah, what year would that have been?
2: I reckon that came. I reckon Chocolate Starfish, I think that came out in like 2000 or 2001. So two years before that, that would be a quick. That would be quick to go from Combo Wombo to
0: people in Sydney <laughs> yeah, loving it. Do you remember if you were moshing in your friend's house to Limp Biscuit or Combo Wombo?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm absolutely positive it wasn't Combo Wombo because okay. that would have. And everyone said, you know that song? Um, I think maybe it was. Was it. Was it called Hot Dogs? There was a song that they said the word fuck like 57 times and everyone knew how many times. And we counted the fucks because it was so naughty to say fuck that many times. Yeah.
0: We were like, whoa, these guys rock. I think he even says it in the lyrics. He says- Yeah, that's- Yeah, exactly. This is the 47th I mean, time
2: in this fucked up rhyme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's what? like 10 after that. So, people probably didn't count the whole thing. They just counted after.
3: What a cool guy.
2: It's pretty very cool. Very, very <laughs> cool guy. Um-
0: I reckon. I suppose I'm just going to go the other one. I'm going to go lays. Lays for Tom. Locked in. All right. Here's who wrote the answers. Fred Durst. Combo Wombo. Dillim Biscuit. That was the house. I really wanted it to be that one because it yeah. would be a great reveal. I got to tell you, that was first draft. Combo Wombo. <laughs> just came out very quickly. I thought placeholder. I'll come back to that. Yep.
3: It wasn't it it the name, Combo it was the, the year that yeah, birthed off. If, it, if you'd yeah, said in totally. 95 they changed the name from Combo
2: Womba, I would have said, all right. 100%. We know how long it takes to come up as a successful rock band. <laughs> <laughs> and it's more than 18 months.
0: Monica Sellers being attacked by a crazed fan. That was Tom. I just looked it up. That happened in 93. Yeah. So, but,
2: you know. I mean, I just picked a thing that I knew happened. But then, you and know what I was thinking? I was like, God, February? That's the Australian Open.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, not when the US Open is. Like, God
2: damn it. Uh, Chicago then, Bulls. Then, you know what I thought after that? This idiot guessed the sand thing. I'm still, I'm still in with a shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he uh, doesn't pay attention to details. <laughs> exactly. um, the Chicago Bulls one. That was Dave Warnicke. You were yeah. so brutally right that I was just trying to be in the
2: 90s. <laughs> I mean, I did the same thing with Monica Sals. We both went <laughs> yeah. sport.
0: Yeah, we're like, oh, sport, 90s, what happened? Yeah. Malcolm Jempson taking out a paint on his inflatable shoes. That was the house. Oh, dare to dream. Meaning the correct answer was Lay's laxative chips. So, yes, yes, a yes, point yes. for Tom, point for the house. Would you mind Googling what year inflatable shoes were painted <laughs> I'm sure it was before 98, I'm sure. <laughs> Is it a real thing? I thought it was. I thought I was saying something really ridiculous. I
2: Inflate. reckon that, that resonated with me as being 90s because- um, I don't know if you had this phenom, but like the flashing shoes.
0: Oh, yes. You know, yep. like
2: sneakers that would flash. I always wanted them, but my parents never got me them. But they were like a big fad. And like inflatable shoes, it feels like the kind of thing you'd patent having observed other silly shoe-based yeah. and also, fads. And there was also
3: infl- inflatable furniture was big in the late 90s as well. Really? Um, yeah. Do you remember my, I remember? my sister had an armchair that was like a, you know, a neon inflatable. Is that just for
0: children? Was that in the yeah. pool?
3: No, you could sit on it for a while. I think it was like sort of a kitsch sort of thing. Wow, yeah, right? That, like, sort of.
0: If you were to guess, Dave, when the inflatable shoe. <laughs> it's real? Was patented. That feels very 1950s to me. Wow. 1976. Oh, okay. It is pretty modern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it had the applications been updated as recent as '94, but is now expired. So you could just. Oh we my could God. all go wow. out there and make big money inflating shoes
3: you're wrong what would the purpose be exactly <laughs> i don't
0: i don't know i mean know. It,
3: like there could be like a flotation device if you start drowning your feet float to the surface that seems bad and then
2: your hands <laughs> down
0: <laughs> but then you also have an inflatable neck brace oh, oh god other
2: oh, oh, than perfect
0: <laughs> yeah um so with one round to go it's tightened right up here Tom's on three points, Dave's on four points, but now out in front on five points, it's the house. What?
2: What? We don't like this. Whoa. We do not like this.
0: In Tom's new system, Tom and the house are on five, Dave's out in front on eight points.
3: It's a beautiful system. I keep saying it. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: But what you got to know is going into the final round- this one's worth triple points. Oh. So, it is truly still anyone's game.
3: And so, can we- d- we got to check in with Tom before we go into the round. Are you still happy, Tom? If someone picks your answer in the final round, you get triple points, which is nine?
0: That's correct. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so, this is where our systems line up. Final round, triple points. All right. So, on, in this-
2: your round, how far behind Dave am I?
0: You're uh, one point behind Dave in mine, but you're two points behind the house.
2: All oh, right. So, if I get- I get three points for successfully guessing someone's or getting it right. So, yeah, it's all on the table here. This is great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, here's the final question. It comes from Amy from Texas. And we always finish with a movie synopsis. So, this will be your longest answer, Tom. Probably, you know, about a paragraph. The question is, what is the synopsis of the 1973 film, Fraser the Sensuous Lion? What is the synopsis of the 1973 film, Fraser the Sensuous Lion? I'm saying sensuous. At first time I said sensuous, which was, I think, a bit much, to be honest. While they're writing their answers, here's some more info about the Lay's laxative chips. The brand was actually called Lay's Wow. There was also Doritos Wow and a few others. Uh, According to Jake Rosson, writing for Mental Floss, When Procter & Gamble began market testing a fat-free version of their popular Pringles snack in late 1996, Pringles brand manager Casey Keller called their attempt to revolutionise the food industry with the calorie-conscious chips, Quote, the number one unmet consumer need of the moment. The chip, which had zero grams of fat and only half the calories of conventional Pringles, was made possible by Procter & Gamble's Olestra, a synthetic fat molecule marketed under the brand name Olean. Because it was too large to be absorbed by the intestine, it passed through the digestive tract, a little too quickly as it turned out. Olestra, which was found in Pringles and later in Frito-Lay products like Ruffles and Doritos, was burdened by a nagging problem. The miraculous fat molecule gave a percentage of consumers stomach cramps, loose bowel movements, and diarrhea. It also led to the coining of phrases not normally associated with snack foods, like fecal urgency and anal leakage. Beautiful name for a boy or girl. Procter and Gamble had high hopes for Olestra projecting $1 billion in sales in 2000, and eventually an entire line of olestra infused goods, like salad dressings and desserts. But two years after its explosively profitable debut, sales were just half that, and only a few other companies like Uts and Hers used olestra in their products. Even after the FDA removed the label warning requirement in 2003, consumers weren't finding runny stool all that appetizing. Frito-Lay renamed their Wow chips to Ruffles Light and Doritos Light in 2004. And in 2009, Procter & Gamble made Olestra an additive in eco-friendly paints and lubricants. Some foods are still made with Olestra, though it's no longer the industry disruptor the company had hoped for. That's so funny that they thought it was going to revolutionize food. And they've ended up being like, well, what else can we use it for? Paints and lubricants. That's how you know it's good quality cuisine. All right, the answers are in. Here is the final question everything's up for grabs right now what is the synopsis of the 1973 film Fraser the sensuous lion this film tells the story of Fraser a soldier in the Scottish army in the early 11th century with a lustrous mane of red hair equally renowned for his skill on the battlefield and in the bedroom after heroically saving Duncan the king of Scotland during the siege of Durham Fraser is deemed Fraser the Lion, now immortalised as the Lion Rampant on the Royal Banner of Scotland. That's option one. Beautiful. Option two, Fraser is a baby lion that escapes a cruel New Jersey circus and is taken in by a family who hide him in their suburban home for three years. As Fraser grows, the family have to grapple with the fact they aren't equipped to raise him. It's option two. Option three, loosely based on a true story, zoologist Marvin Feldman travels to a California safari to study a lion who fathered a record number of cubs. To Marvin's astonishment, Fraser can speak and tells him he is being hunted by a billionaire known only as The Man, who wants to kill him to steal his sexual... Prowess. Can Marvin find a way to stop the man and save Fraser's life? Wow. Fraser is an orphan lion who is taken in by Arizonian farmers Kiefer and Fran. When Fraser comes of age, he seeks a reunion with his birth parents. Fran informs him that his father has died, but she suspects Fraser's mother was once held captive at a California zoo. Fraser trains for life outside the farm with his friends Bowden the Pig and Luther the Sheep before setting off to find his mum in LA. Fraser is not ready for what he finds. Or in an ahead-of-its-time existential drama, Fraser the lion and his best friend Niles the crane live a life of luxury in a Seattle zoo. When a new lioness moves into his enclosure, Fraser impresses her with his ability to cook the perfect scrambled eggs. All is well until Niles notices one of his mate's eggs is missing. <laughs> wow! So we got the five Jesus. options. My first. Scott. Uh, no, well, this time, I mean, what do you think? You're, you've come up with, because this is number seven. This is the only odd, not the only odd number What do you question, mean? What but, do I reckon? Isn't
2: this the 50th episode?
0: Well, normally, uh, normally people aren't so judgmental on everything. So I just, <laughs> I've got a bit gun <laughs> Normally, I would say something like who wants to go first or. Yeah, right. Or I'll say, Dave, you're leading. Should you go first? Something yeah. like that. Well, that sounds appropriate. All right, Dave, you're leading. Do you want to go okay. first?
3: Yes. Can we have a, just a quick summary? You don't have to read it all again, but just like dot point of each one.
0: Scottish army guy. Yep. Uh, the lion who escapes the New Jersey circus. Okay. Uh, ends up with a suburban family. You got the zoologist Marvin Feldman, uh, who finds this lion who's been hunted by a billionaire trying to take his sexual prowess. <laughs> you got the orphan lion who's taken in by Arizonian farmers, uh, who- a friend's uh, pig and a sheep Before setting off to Los Angeles To find his mum Or you've got the Fraser and Niles The crane Living <laughs> in Seattle Zoo And the <laughs> Something about eggs Yeah, something about The Tossed salad and scrambled eggs yeah.
3: huh. um, Wow, 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 wow um, Okay This is tricky
0: and the, the movie title, one more time, is just called Fraser... Fraser, the sensuous
3: lion. The sensuous lion. I'm going to go with it is outlandish. They all are, to be honest. I don't think I'd watch any of these movies. <laughs> but Fraser, the sensuous lion, I think, is being hunted by the man.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, it's funny as well because you're like... Some of these none of them say they're cartoons but some of them have to be cartoons, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even I don't know the real one if it's a cartoon or a, I don't know anything about it I haven't like, seen the preview. The second last
3: one it's like um it wants to meet its its it's it's real birth parents but is it having conversations with the family? Yeah. How yeah. Yes, oh, it's we
0: we yeah, we don't. It doesn't say the way but is that a cartoon or is it Yeah. You know like um, we're hearing the thought Milo and Otis style.
3: Oh, they put peanut butter on its lips and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. It.
0: <laughs> When was uh it. Yeah, when was the era of peanut butter talking animals? Probably, probably <laughs> back in the 70s. Mr. Ed. The last one about, uh, which sounds quite oddly similar to the TV show, Fraser. Yeah. But this actually came out like 20 years prior. so
3: it, Very influential.
0: Kelsey Grammer has questions to answer, if that's correct.
2: Or it's not the correct answer. Oh, uh, okay. Someone being funny. I
0: mm, hadn't considered that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> funny on this show? I don't think so.
0: <laughs> that's not what we're about here.
3: <laughs> this is just facts.
2: So, you locked in, Dave?
3: Yeah, I've locked in the, the one where he's uh, being hunted by the man.
2: All right. Well, th- this is a shame because that's what I was going to say as well. But I think from ah. a gameplay perspective or just from a strategy perspective, I'd, I think I'd be crazy to say the same thing, right? Because I need to catch See, up. This-
0: Because you were saying before that the advantage is to go second. But in this case, it would have been advantageous to go first because you might have made Dave feel, you know, you could have shamed him out of picking the same as you. I think last time I was
3: on this show, I was shamed because I picked another one just because I was like, oh, make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my
2: God, you're right. And I feel like I'm currently being punished for allowing the- kind of like the randomness of Dave going first because it benefited me in my mind but no it didn't it ended up benefiting Dave this is like a Greek tragedy or something my own hubris I've I'm trying. I've been trying to stick to logical rules that are fair the whole time and that's the first time I compromised on that and look where it's got me
0: oh man your wax wings and the sun and all that
2: um I'm sorry can I get a brief thing of the first I think the first two I didn't
0: Scottish soldier oh, yeah don't, I, got, don't think that uh Baby lion escaping the Jersey Zoo. I think we're going to have uh, to say Jersey that Jersey one. Jersey Circus, sorry. We're
2: going to have to say that one.
0: All right, lock on that in. And Dave, Dave, you are definitely locked in. You you don't want to change? I'm To not make ch- way for Tom?
2: <laughs> Why would he change after this? <laughs>
3: I'm trying to cry the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. I'm saying if Dave will no, you can I only ask the question, Tom. I, I, I,
3: you Normally, of course, I would. But <laughs> at the end of round one, Tom definitely made it clear that he thinks it's it's crazy to allow the contestants.
0: Although no, he did say that, so to respect
3: true. Tom Cashman, yeah. I'm going to stick with my. Thank ex, you. <laughs> All
0: right, so, uh, so Tom's locked in the New Jersey circus, and Dave has locked in uh, loosely based on a true story. About the talking lion. I can't even remember you saying the words loosely based on a true story. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> so, here's who wrote the answers. Uh, the one about Niles the crane and Fraser the lion. <laughs> that was Amy, aka okay, The House. That's a bit <laughs> of fun, Amy. Just a bit yeah. of fun. Is that illegal? I legal? Like to have a bit of fun here. <laughs> Is that going to get me killed? <laughs> uh, the orphan lion who was taken in by farmers in Arizona, Kiefer and Fran. That was Tom... Oh, I thought that was go. great stuff, Tom Cashman. Dave did not even seem to consider it for a moment.
2: Bit long. Bit long. Mine was a bit long.
0: No,
3: I considered. I definitely considered. it. I put that above uh, above a few. I probably would have, you know, I narrowed it down to three. Put that there. Maybe even two. Bronze. Oh, it's on the podium. I never, I never, I, I never said my, my workings out because I didn't want to influence. Yes.
0: Oh, of course. But I mean, some great name work there from Tom. We had Luther, the sheep, Bowden, the pig, <laughs> Kiefer and Fran, the- is this, is this like a Matt Groening style thing where you're just using your family members' names?
2: Um, A few of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we've got uh, the Scottish Army one, which I thought was beautifully written. And a nice, slightly out-of-the-box thinking from Amy, aka The House. I thought that was good, too. That's probably- the that sounded like the best movie to watch. <laughs> which one was yeah. that, sorry? Right? It was the only one that didn't have an actual line in it. It was about the Scottish Army oh, yeah. guy with the big red mane hair. Yeah, that
2: was- that was scary. That was a weird one to start with. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, did Scotland really have a a king called Duncan as well? If that's true, well, in Macbeth, in he's the king's called Duncan. You go, yep. I'd like to have a a beer with Duncan as well. When I think of Duncan, I think of
2: so. Hang on, you're at the in the final of a game, mm-hmm. and it's all going down to the wire. Yeah. And you're listening to fake synopses that it's either, and you've got to decide and decipher whether it's been written as a fake one or it's the real one. And you're just thinking when you hear the character's names, <laughs> oh, I'd love to have a beer with that guy.
0: <laughs> so, you're not a focused administrator. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful mind. <laughs> so, that means one of you is correct. Oh, wow. Uh, so, we've got the loosely based on a true story zoologist Marvin Feldman, and we've got phrase of the baby lion escaping the cruel New Jersey circus Tom went with that one which was written by Dave <laughs> <laughs> and Dave went for the correct answer the perfect situation <laughs> oh
2: perfect is it you yeah. actually find it to be somewhat imperfect I feel like it could be improved upon quite a lot actually maybe I would actually say the opposite of that happening would have been great
0: <laughs> so that means I think in Tom's system Dave gets 12 A million
3: points. Uh, It's the superior system, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that... Yeah, is that right? And in my system, he gets only a mere six points. A mere six. Uh, Six. I'll tabulate the scores. A.K.A.
2: the maximum amount of points possible.
0: (laughs) Uh, Just quickly, I really couldn't find much information about this film online. I did find one review, which gave it two out of ten, writing... I was in this lousy movie. This is just an online review. Wow. Written by Robert Mudry saying, I was an extra in the opening scene. I walked across the screen right in front of the camera with a girlfriend. That's the that's the full two star review. Two star. Or and one were, star because it's out of ten. One, one star out of five and they were in it. <laughs> they were in it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, Tom, before we get to the scores, where yeah. can people find you? Get, wait, you're going. You're filming a, a special coming up soon. Do you know where yeah. that's going to land?
2: Um, that's going to be at the Sydney Comedy Store. Before then, I'm going. I'm planning on going down to a local cemetery and screaming at the stars about my um, terrible performance on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after that, after I recover emotionally, which will probably not happen in the next week, <laughs> I am doing shows in Newcastle on a Friday and Saturday, and then a show in or two shows in Sydney um to and filming those um, on on the sunday.
0: Awesome. So and people can find you probably at tomcashman.com something like that.
2: I don't have a webs I feel I don't have a website but if they googled that I feel like the the you know the <laughs> the, the referable <laughs> social media links would likely appear.
0: Google will make its own <laughs> website for you. Love yeah. It. Fam, I just looked up Tom Cashman and it's it's all you. You must be the biggest Tom Cashman out there.
2: Oh, I don't know. I think that's cuz you're in Australia. There's an Irish hurler Who uh, is actually like in the Hall of Fame of hurling and like it's very good.
3: (laughs) Damn. You got to get in the Comedy Hall of Fame now otherwise you'll never live that down.
2: (laughs) You know what's really frustrating not to get too stuck in the weeds of Googling my name but if you Google my name I don't know what it does on you but it comes up with a wiki page where it says you know my about me but it conflates it somewhat in the Google preview bit with the Irish hurler and it says my height is five foot seven or something. (laughs)
0: Does it do that for you? Uh, yes, it does. Five foot eight. Yeah. What the fuck? No We've got to set anything.
3: the record straight. How tall are you? How I'm tall six tall foot way? one.
0: But it does also say that you are a two-time All-Ireland title winner. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. That's, that's,
3: that is that also true? No.
0: You're six foot one. Oh, that. okay. But you have won four Cork titles. No, I haven't.
3: <laughs> this is the confession I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: Uh, Dave, people can find you in Brisbane this
3: week I'd love it, yeah You can see me at the Good Chat Comedy Club This Saturday and Sunday With you, Matt Stewart We're doing this show live on the Saturday afternoon Then a stand-up show, a split bill, half hour each Trying out some news, new stuff on Saturday night And then Sunday afternoon we're doing Book Cheap, my show With uh, you as a guest And then we're doing some more stand-up that
0: evening And the Book Cheap podcast is back I was on an episode just a few days ago That's right, we are back I've been reading up a storm oh, So good um, and
3: if you Google my name, I don't know how high it says I am, but I'd love it if it said five foot eight. I would kill for that. I'd kill for that now. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> now I've got to making it out like that is the worst insult yeah. anyone could ever That's the made. shortest
3: height you can be. <laughs> 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 it's just funny to have the rule anyway. Yeah, so, I know. It is very funny. It's very funny.
0: Now, I've, I've got so confused with the scoring this week, but I'm going to give them as I've got them. And I'm sure listeners will correct me if I'm wrong. But we've got the two different scoring systems. <laughs> and here are the scores. In the traditional system, in third place on three points, it's Tom Cashman. Mm. In second place on five points, it's the house. But out in front, way out on double digits, on 10 points, it's Dave Warnicky. Wow. Thank you. Now, in the Tom Cashman system... Oh,
2: so this surely is where I come back.
0: <laughs> in equal second place on five points, oh. it's Tom and the house. So but out front on, tw- on 20 points, <laughs> it's Dave Warnieke. I love
3: the system, Matt. I can only imagine when we're doing the show in Brisbane, you will be doing the Tom Cashman system. Because
0: it's obviously superior. Yeah, and yeah. you have unified the belts. <laughs> Both that, divisions.
2: That was an agreement. by Matt. Look forward to listening to the e Brisbane episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining us, Tom. Pleasure to have you on. Hopefully, you'll come back and, um, you know, try and get your reputation back where it belongs.
2: Um, well, I, I simply have to now. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't have this with
0: you.
2: <laughs> 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 this is just the beginning. But thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for being here. You too, Dave. Really appreciate it.
3: Thanks so much, everyone. See you in Brisbane.
0: Uh, give us a five-star review if you want. Uh, that's you, Tom, but also the listeners. Um, <laughs> tell people who might enjoy it even. And thanks for tuning in to Who Knew with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. <laughs> if Dave is- picks yours, you get a point. If you get the right one, you get a point.
2: Only one point for getting yours picked. Only I just think... <laughs> Like no. and I'm and I'm fine with playing however you play this is your podcast <laughs> but I just want to say that I think correctly guessing the right one is not as impressive as coming up
0: with one that someone that's else is getting. Yeah, that's, fooling it I takes guess. more skill. That has come up twice in two weeks now. Came up last. Andy Matthews said the same thing last week after he'd got the first three right, and he's yep. like, I gotta tell you, it's an empty point getting the right one. Doesn't feel yeah. anywhere near as good as oh. fooling someone.
2: Because it's more difficult to do which is my point okay
0: well <laughs> take is that a, on board there's a growing growing movement
2: <laughs> i'm attacking the administrator i'm
0: sorry <laughs> the administrator
2: and i keep calling the administrator i should give a loftier title no the, I've, I've
0: got the, the, the game master the lo- lofty title i've gone with is the house so the administrator the house. probably is even better than that really <laughs> but...
2: <laughs> capital t capital a
0: <laughs> are you a ufc fan tom
2: um uh, what do you reckon?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hang on, I've got to go get something. Sorry, get a delivery. Apparently.
3: Oh, delivery! So oh, good.
0: Yeah, I I had a bet about the footy, and someone was um, delivering. Bet was about a slab of beer, mm. and it was just deli- but I missed them. <laughs> the delivery. Oh, a that delivery. was just the
2: beer, and then you missed it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I missed the message was, and I'm, I'm oh, like, right. I just assume they'll leave it at the front, but they're not allowed to do that with alcohol, of course. Yeah, uh, then it's to see that
2: ID. It's <coughs> getting baby, driving
0: me. My Western dance school days, rodeo, Romeo, <laughs> Da-da-da-da, head to da-da-da-da-da. toe. The beers are five minutes away
2: hell yeah exactly. they're coming back
0: they're coming back
2: that's awesome
0: i'm sure at great expense what was the bet did you say uh the, the, whoever finished higher on the ladder the saints or the uh bombers
2: oh right at the end of the season yeah oh wow okay so a long-term bet nice congrats yeah
0: well oh, thanks so much and how close was it uh it was close could have gone either way until last week i think Oh,
3: that's exciting
0: yeah
2: I think it's also kind of fine and fun when competitions aren't close throughout. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I respect people that win gracefully, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and lose gracefully? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, a, that's even bigger respect. Yep. Because how do they have respect for themselves? You know what I mean? No.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, do you mind if I get this beer?
3: Oh, sure. No, no at all. So, do you mind if I get this beer? <laughs> of course. Usually, do you mind if I take this call? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much beer it is. You picturing like, is it a full slab? It's got
2: to be a slab. For it's such a long-term be nice. bet.
3: Yeah, like it has to be. it's one beer. If it's Long one beer, beer and he's <laughs> acting
2: like this, there's what a cheapskate? Both of them. I
3: saw him. He just ran out. He just ran out the door for one beer.
2: It's all those cans too.
3: Are you an AFL guy? No, nah, I'm not. I'm not Are you are you? No. Not
2: really. I mean I've been to a few games. I think it's fun. But yeah, I don't know. Really yeah, that's a, I feel the same way. It's it. fun.
3: It's fun when people are into it. Mm. I mean, there's something to do, but Yeah, it makes nah. me
2: jealous that I don't have a team, to be honest. Like Do you I mean, have,
3: do you follow any other sports closely? Not
2: really. I mean I was saying this recently. I feel like the Matildas recently and the Socceroos, when they were in the when they've been in the World Cup is the most I've cared about sport. I think, like, having a team, like, supporting... Because I suppose by living in a country, you naturally get appointed Australia as your team.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you Um, wake up, that's it.
2: But, yeah, I think... And the World Cup is just so, like, it's, like, the biggest thing in the world. So, seeing Australia in that has been fun. But, yeah, I didn't have, like... I think to fully have a team, your parents need to get you into it as a child, which just didn't happen. Like, I've tried to get into... Like, I'm a basketball fan. I like watching basketball, and I've tried to support a few teams, but, like... At the end of the day, I don't
0: really care, you know. Is this about Lay's chips? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, so, can I that say round, I, your there's been system has lot of stuffed evidence. me up? Oh yeah, blame me,
2: mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is a poorly administrated contest. You, you're, not only does your scoring system, like the macro thing, not make sense, but the micro, the actual day-to-day administration, is being handled poorly.
0: <laughs> I've definitely, I've messed around here somewhere, or something <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> This will all be fire on out the probably. macros
2: <laughs> get to the back end 10v lookups happening at once so. <laughs> oh, it's, the teasing's actually not funny anymore because Matt seems stressed <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm only st- I'm not I'm not stressed for me I'm just stressed for I know you're a, you like everything ship shape so I just feel I feel a, a deep shame that things have um, come undone in front of you I've got three rounds out. I'm just gonna have to go back to the start and do the score again because integrity is what this is all about.
2: Yep. What have you got there? Like an Excel spreadsheet with Yeah. a row for each round uh-huh. and then like a sum formula at the bottom. Uh-huh. And you're just manually inputting each.
0: Should be pretty foolproof. It's pretty.
2: Like I can't think what's going wrong.
0: <laughs> Question is what is the synopsis of the 1973 thram- <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> Isn't
2: that the year that the um, inflatable shoe was
0: invented? <laughs> <laughs> like salad dressings and deserts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Desert. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Apparently
0: it was, it was big on the late-night talk shows making jokes about the, how the chips crowded bathroom emergencies. Uh, Procter & Gamble largely dismissed the claims, comparing the potential gastrointestinal distress of Olestra to eating beans or broccoli, but broccoli had never been demonstrated to cause an orange-yellow liquid to seep out of one's rear end. The FDA and Procter and & Gamble were inundated with 16,700 complaints. A meeting of Washington's Center for Science in the Public Interest, which had criticized Procter & Gamble for hyping Olestra, featured video testimony of people afflicted by the molecule one claimed the cramps of snacking were comparable to the early stages of labor other experiences with olustra were said to include the passing of orange yellow globules of oil as well as difficulty wiping oh man i'm cutting this is fucking gross
3: Difficulty wiping. Oh, my God. Sorry, as I'm writing my answer, I'm sort of zoning in and out on what you're saying. And then I just hear difficulty wiping. I'm like, I'm like, I'm giving them time
0: to write. But I had a similar
2: experience. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. I'm not leaving this in. People, there'll be people, uh, you know, families huddled around the dinner table listening and they don't need to hear about yellow orange globules. As fun as it is to say. I reckon that song, whatever that is, like, maybe the American is it price, price is right? right, just must run through my head all the time. Do, and in quiet times, time. it comes back. It. Yeah. For the most part, I like the movie titles that could be as vague, you know, so they could This one is quite specific, you know. It's got their name. It's got that they're a lion. Yeah. Or, you know. If there's
3: one that doesn't have a lion, that'd be pretty
0: great. Got a gig at a Christian school tonight. Oh. It says, don't do any jokes about the church. Okay, great. What have, you got got what have
3: you got left?
0: What have you got
2: left? Congratulations, Dave. Oh, well thanks played. Thanks. My Lord. Good fun. It good is good fun. fun. What a game. What a pod.